It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Friday, August 26, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is away today. He took the day off. He was going to do an overnight uh, hike with his son, Bo. But then it looks like there may be some rain in the forecast for the area. So he decided against it because he was like, you know what? I don't want to risk it just in case. You know, you don't want the first experience to be a bad one because you want to encourage him, of course, to be able to camp and want to camp beyond this, which totally true. It is very important when you first introduce kids to that kind of thing to have it an enjoyable experience, especially if it's something you want to do with them more than once. Otherwise, yeah, you leave a bad taste in their mouth and it's tough to get back from that. I'm about to actually head out golfing for the weekend. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I'm a terrible golfer, by the way, but... It's okay. You know, I'm going to enjoy the scenery and probably play best ball while my boyfriend is competitive and actually golfs for real. It's nice that he actually still enjoys playing with me, though. I know maybe he's just lying to me and saying that, but he was the one who suggests golf all the time. And so it's good. You know, I just don't take it too seriously. Every time I frig up, I just have another drink and we move on. Uh, On the show today, we have a conspiracy about a Yankees fan who's gone viral. And I think I've gotten to the bottom of that one. I think I've debunked what's going on with that. And I'll I'll tell you about that. I have a super interesting etymology that I'm a fan of uh, involving a word that we use all the time. And it's it's pretty cool to finally realize what that means. Um, Some weird mispronunciations that I really can't stand. I found out my name means something that makes zero sense for me. It's it's pretty funny, actually. I think my mom was trying to say something. I discovered another name that so many names come from. It's ridiculous. We've talked about this with John before. Essentially, everybody's name probably started with John. But if you missed that, I'll explain and I'll get to the other name as well. We talk about the weird-ass things that people put in pizza across the world. But first, your out-of-context clip of the show. Toe to toe. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So I'm sure by now you've seen the clip floating around of the UNLV players. They were basketball players from the University of Las Vegas. They were playing a an, exhi- an exhibition game, excuse me, in BC. And, uh, well, they asked them when they were there for fun to try and pronounce the Canadian provinces. And, well, when it came to Saskatchewan, a lot of them were a little bit confused. Okay, this is what they said. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. What? Saskatchewan. That's easy. Saskatchewan. Oh, no. Saskatchewan. So they, they struggled a little bit with that, okay? And a lot of people are then criticizing and saying, well, hey, like, we as Canadians know how to pronounce all the states. Granted, okay, we hear the name of the states a lot more than they would hear Saskatchewan, right? So it kind of makes sense. Actually, when I first moved to Saskatchewan, I pronounced it wrong myself. I said Saskatchewan, and I was told very promptly that I was saying it wrong. It was embarrassing because that is within my own country. So you know what? Hey, I kind of sympathize with these guys. I do. Okay, butchering it that much, maybe. Well, that's a bit of a struggle. What What did you even just say there? Uh, but I do have another bone to pick with some pronunciations. I watched The Man from Toronto last night. Now, if you're from Toronto, like I am, uh, you know that you don't say that second T. And in the movie, they punch that T like it's the hardest syllable in the world, okay? Toronto is how they said it throughout the whole movie, and it actually kind of took me out of the dialogue. Like, here's a clip of them saying Toronto. The man from Toronto. Our only way to find the man from Toronto is if you continue to be the man from Toronto. Hola. I am the man from Toronto. Okay, no, you ain't. Mm -mm, Because you're saying it wrong. It can't be from Toronto if you're saying Toronto. 
It's just very strange. Toronto. It's not a toe. Okay, we're not Torontoing. It's Toronto. You'd think they would have done a little bit of research before making a whole movie around it. Okay, even in the title, it's called The Man from Toronto, and you're saying Toronto. It's a toe. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So you've probably by now seen this viral video that's been floating around of a man at a Yankees game. He was a Yankees fan, and he was drinking a beer, but then he took a hot dog, okay, while the camera was on him. He takes a hot dog, and he bites off the ends, and then he kind of sticks a straw through the hot dog, hollows it out, and then he's using a hot dog wiener as a straw for his beer. Of course, everybody has seen this and it's gone completely viral because everybody is like, what in the hell is this man doing? And it's not like it's a young dude who's just drunk and being idiotic. It's an older looking man as well, or at least a mature man. So everybody's just like, why? Why is this a thing? Well, my spidey senses have gone off, okay? Oh yeah, that's the conspiracy sound. Mm -hmm. This is, of course, Conspiracy Corner. I'm Shauna. Beckler is normally here as well, but uh, he's not. So it's just me today, but... I think, okay, that that video is completely fake. I think it is staged. There is no chance in hell that that man just naturally decided to hollow out a wiener and use it as a straw. Like, no chance. It was all just to get people talking. And I did some digging to back this up. First of all, the man who first posted this video, he calls himself New York Nico, okay? And in his Instagram bio, he calls himself the unofficial talent scout of New York City, okay? He's also posted some other videos of gross ballpark food things that have gone on. So, you know, perhaps he's kind of thought he's found his niche in this. He knows that videos of people doing weird things at baseball games will go viral. So this is what he does now to garner views and likes and all that. And the Yankees have been struggling as of late. They hadn't won two games in a row since late July. Just after this video was posted, did they do this? Did they finally win two games in a row? Before that, though... They were really struggling. After the All-Star break, they were really struggling, probably losing some fans. Fans were probably losing interest in them. So they said, you know, we've, guys, we've got to get people talking again. How do we do this? How do we get people to talk about the team, make the team relevant again? Somebody said, hey, I know a guy, New York Nico. He's great at creating viral videos. He'll get people talking. Let's phone him up. I think that's how this all went down, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's juicy. I know. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So how many pine tarred baseballs out of 10 do we give this one? I mean, I feel like it has some legs. I think I'm going to give this one, I'm going 15. 15 pine tarred baseballs out of 10. That's a decent rating. I'm on to you, New York Nico and hot dog wiener straw man. Please don't ever do that again. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. So this is kind of a simple one, but one that I found fascinating nonetheless, so I thought I'd pass it along. So the word clock, do you know where the word clock comes from? So they assume that it comes from the Middle Dutch clock, which in turn comes from the old North French word cloak, which was probably from the Celtic word clock. Now, this is, I know, a lot of clocks that all sound the same, but it's actually pretty rare that a word comes from Celtic languages like that because a relatively small number of people ever spoke those languages. So kind of cool that it comes from the Celts. But clock in those Celtic languages means bell. And the belief is that the Irish monasteries, which were huge at the time, well, a bell was probably used to indicate meal times and prayer times. So the bells were used as an indicator for time. And as missionaries then traveled to Europe, I guess the word spread from there and then it became more commonly used. The word cloak 
also comes from this origin as a cloak has a bell-like shape. And again, as clock means bell, they kind of just called it a cloak. That thing that you wear that looks like a bell, well, that's a cloak then. So that's how we got the word cloak. Also, do you know what it means when we say o'clock? Like it's nine o'clock? I never really thought of that before, but why do we say o'clock at the end of nine or whatever time it is? Uh, It just means of the clock. So we're saying nine of the clock. So the, the clock is indicating that it is nine. It is nine of the clock. There you go. Clock. Simple one, but fascinating. Must I say. Etymology with Shauna. V and S in 20 minutes or less. After we talked about that, somebody messaged in and said, from now on, I will be saying of the clock, at least until somebody calls me a clock sucker. Huh. Huh. Uh, that is really funny, though. Everybody just be super pretentious going forward. It's nine of the clock. Everybody be like, are you friggin' kidding me right now? I think I'm going to do that, too. Maybe even with the, like, 30s and stuff as well. It's 9 of the clock 30. People are going to be like, get your ass out of here. It's so funny, though. Like, how long our entire lives we've said 9 o'clock or whatever, and I've never actually thought about why we say that. It's one of those things, you know? VNS in 20 minutes or less. So a friend of the show, William, messaged us with some more white girl sayings. He said he was at HomeSense, and he goes, that is just a magical place for white girl sayings. Oh, is it ever. HomeSense is the moneymaker for that kind of stuff. That's like the white girl church of white girl sayings, actually. Now, they're also all fall-themed, which is hilarious, because fall is also, that is white girl season, okay? You come out with the pumpkin spice lattes. You've got the scarves, all right? All of the fashionable scarves. You've got the plaid that comes out, the layering, the vests. Oh, the Uggs. He actually took a bunch of photos of different sayings that he witnessed. So the first one says, pumpkins and sweets, no tricks, just treats. Oh, that's cute. There is always something to be thankful for. Very simple, to the point. I like it. Listen, the wind is rising and the air is wild with leaves. We have had our summer evenings now for October eaves. Oh, yeah, that one. That is the wind. The air is wild with leaves. That's beautiful imagery right there, actually. I'm a big fan. And then fall, sweet fall. Pumpkin kisses, harvest wishes. Those are all phenomenal. Now, I just banged them all out here, and of course, we need to rate them. I'm going to just do them as a collective because they're all great. They all kind of meld very well together as well, and I mean, they're they're right up there, okay? How many, how many pumpkin spice lattes out of 10 are we going to give these ones? How many oat milk cappuccinos? How, how many spinach feta wraps out of 10 are we going to give these ones? Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with a solid eight, okay? I'm gonna, those ones are pretty good. Now, I can understand them, right? Which is good because some of these white girl sayings get so wordy that when I, when I stop losing what you're even saying, that's when the rating goes up a little bit. But those are fairly standard, so there you go. A solid eight scrunchy pairs of pants that clench around your bum hole out of ten. Okay, that's what I'm going to give those. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So, Beckford and I have talked about how so many names that we use in the English language today come from the name John. Like, we discovered this, and it was one of the most fascinating and hilarious things. Like, so many names that we all have actually mean John. They all started as John. So let me just explain, okay? In all these different languages, these all mean John. There's Juan, Ian, Jean, Sean, Ivan, Evan, Giovanni, Shane, Hansel, Ivana, Jane, Jack, Jacqueline, Iwana, Sinead. Those are all variations of John. All of those names actually mean John. So we've made this joke quite a bit now that 
I mean, everybody is named John. That's the thing. Just if you don't know somebody's name, call them John, because even if their name is not John, it probably originated from that. Well, I came across another name that has a ton of variations like this, and it's the name Jacob. So now these are all the names. It started, okay, way back in Hebrew. It was Yaakov, okay, which then went to the Greek Yakobos, to Latin Iago, to Chiago, to Iago, and then Diego. Those all mean Jacob, okay? Okay, now just, are you still following along? Then from Jacob, we get James, Jamie, Jemay, which is the French, or the Spanish, rather, Jamie, Hamish, Seamus, Mina, Jacqueline, Jacoby, Kobe, and Jake. All of those, okay, originated from Jacob as well. So, okay, not quite as many variations of John, but still a lot. Like, it's insane how one name just expands into all these. Like, how do you get Seamus from Jacob? I don't understand. All right. Or Diego from Jacob. Anyway, again, if you are ever at an event, all right, and you are concerned that you don't remember somebody's name, call them John okay, or Jacob. And one of those is probably true. And then if they're like, no, actually, my name is this, you could probably just lie and be like, oh, yes. Did you know that that originated from John? Yes, most names do. Honestly, though, my name is actually John. Sean is a variation of John. My name is the female version of Sean. I am to John. This is X Mornings with Beckler and John. B and S in 20 minutes or less. So Beckler and I like to do this segment called What Are You Grateful For? And it's inspired by when I was growing up, before we ate dinner at the dinner table, we do this. Mom would ask us all to state something we're grateful for before we could eat. And here's one that I can't believe we've never done before, but I'm grateful for the farmers. I was driving in Saskatchewan on the weekend and there were a ton of farmers out in the field and off to the side of the road there were these two trucks pulled over visiting two farmers who knew each other and they would pulled over just to chat as you do in a small town and then there was a, a combine in front of me on the highway just making its way home or to its next place or whatever. I actually got goosebumps. Like these people work their asses off so that we can have food on our table. And they battle through the droughts and the floods and the bugs and the diseases like avian bird flu or, or mad cow or whatever and the shortages of feed and all of the you know, supply chain issues that were happening during the pandemic. And despite all of that, still devote their entire lives to giving us fresh food. And when you drive across the Canadian prairies and you get to witness this firsthand, you see these farmers working 18-hour days or whatever out in the field. And these aren't young folk doing this grueling work either. This is this is older people, too, who are out there and working those days. You've got to take a moment, okay? You have to take that moment and say thank you. So thank you to all the farmers who are doing this because, my God, you know, throughout everything that was going on, and again, all of these supply chain issues and all the issues that were going on through the pandemic, we still had food in our grocery stores. Maybe the prices went up a little bit, but those farmers were still in the field and they were working harder than any of us. And I, again, can't believe it's been this long, but I have to say thank you as we get into harvest. Thank you so much for all that you do. We really do appreciate it. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, it is the most important part of this radio program. It is the Friday morning pizza chat brought to you by Atlas Pizza. Do you have the time to pick me up some wine? I'd really like a glass with my pizza. Amazing. I want one of those for a body in the lows. The flavor looks just right, no doubt about it. Well, that's just phenomenal right there. Uh, so I was actually looking into pizza in different countries. And here's the thing. I somehow stumbled across the Pizza Hut website from the United Arab Emirates. 
And they do have Pizza Huts across the globe. And you know how McDonald's will kind of change their menu based on which country they're in? Uh, Pizza Hut does this to an extreme, to the point where you look at these things, you're like, is that actually pizza? But it looks like the Pizza Hut website. It just looks like you've entered an alternate universe. But here's what I found out, okay? Uh, Russian pizza is heavily topped with seafood. So in Russia, if you get pizza, it'll have shredded tuna or mackerel and salmon on it. That's it. And in terms of veggies, they love onions. So onions and seafood. Interesting choice. Uh, When you go to Japan, now I've actually had Japanese pizza. I ordered it when I was in Tokyo. And I have to admit, it was really good. But it had mayo on it and it had corn on it. And I know that sounds gross, but the rest of it was fairly traditional and it was delightful. They make it some way. I don't know if it's the mayo or what, but it's actually quite good, even though it sounds revolting a little bit. Uh, And then... The Chinese Pizza Hut is super fancy. They offer an afternoon tea option. They also have a breakfast menu in China when it comes to Pizza Hut, which is very strange. Um, In Hong Kong, they have a pizza that's one of their specialties, and it's fish roe and cream cheese stuffed crust. Now, fish roe, if you don't know, is fish eggs. So you are eating a fish egg and cream cheese pizza. Okay. Sounds a little weird. Uh, In the United Arab Emirates, they also have mini cheeseburgers at the end of the crust. So you actually have pizza and you break off mini cheeseburgers in the crust. Like this is, this is insane. Okay, like what are you, what are we doing here? So we have a lot to learn about pizza in the world and we have a lot of different weird ass flavors to try out. I don't know why we don't just stick with the pepperoni. I mean, that seems to work pretty well for us, but like afternoon tea pizza? Does it come with various jellies as well? It's very, very strange. Sometimes I get myself a cheese. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I get pepperoni. See? That's the staple. It's what everybody needs. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So if you know me, or perhaps you listen to the show quite often, you know that I'm I'm not the most gracious of people. Uh, meaning I'm, I'm a bit clumsy. I love beer. Uh, I swear a bit like a sailor. I don't really like wearing girly things. My mother, by the way, who is very proper, was very upset when she realized that I hated wearing dresses. And again, she she tried to put me in dresses all growing up. Maybe that's part of why I hate them now. But, uh, well, to kind of counter that, my middle name is Grace, okay? Yeah, my name is Shauna Grace Jefferson. And then I, I did some digging recently because I didn't know what my first name meant, Shauna. So I looked into it. And I found out that it's a weird spelling, S-E-A-N-N-A, right? And I looked into it, and that actually means God is gracious. So my name, I just discovered, is God is gracious, Grace Jefferson. Grace squared. Again, I don't know if my mom took one look at me as a baby and was like, oh my God, she is not gracious. We're going to have to stuff some graces into her name. Just hopefully that blesses her. My parents are religious as well. But they named me God is gracious, Grace Jefferson. So... Just call me that from now on. Grace Squared, okay? X Mornings with Beckler and Grace Squared. That's what you're listening to right now. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I actually have a bonus etymology for you today. Etymology with Shauna. So, Melissa was wondering about the term skeletons in the closet, which, I mean, of course, means you have some secrets that you're hiding away, but she wanted to know if there was some sort of history to these skeletons or if it was just a phrase that somebody was using and to, to mean that. So, I got reading about this, and there's a theory that says that it may have come from doctors, 
And the reason for that is because before 1832, I guess the use of corpses for medical research was frowned upon by British royalty and parliament. So if doctors wanted to study anatomy or teach their students the anatomy of the human body, they had to actually steal dead bodies for their studies. So the theory goes that these doctors would hide illegally obtained corpses and skeletons in cupboards and closets and around, you know, the schools and places like that. So you could just open up a doctor's closet at some point and you just see a skeleton hanging there. You know, I just, I don't know how I'd feel about that. You can go to somebody's home and I'm like, oh, oh my God. It's like, I'm a doctor. I swear. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.